Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once more. This is episode number 136, entitled Standing Up to Clients. It was published on Thursday, the 11th of July, 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and I will be joined in about five or so minutes' time by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com so that we can have our bi-weekly chat, in this case talking about standing up to clients. But a couple of things before we do that. If I could encourage you to go over to the wpbuilds.com website and use the links at the top. The first one I'm going to mention is wbbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there you'll be able to subscribe to our newsletters. We've got one telling you all about the podcast episodes coming up plus the WordPress weekly news and also uh, an email list which will allow you to receive deal updates the moment we hear about them. On that page, you'll also be able to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and whatever podcast player you're using. Plus, join our 2,000-plus strong Facebook group, where we're always talking about WordPress and the things that you can achieve or the struggles that you're having with it. wpbuilds.com forward slash deals for a whole bunch of discount codes off WordPress plugins and themes and so on. It's a bit like Black Friday, but every day of the week, there's quite a lot of stuff over there. So if you're in the market for some WordPress stuff, go and check it out. wpbuilds.com forward slash webinars if you would like to see the webinars that we've got coming up or the webinars that we've had in the past. And wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to advertise your product or service on wpbuilds. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we thank all of our sponsors for helping keep the WP Builds podcast going. Right this week, David and I chatting about standing up to clients. This is a really interesting chat. I genuinely enjoyed recording this one very, very much because in it, uh, we come up with some categories. We categorize clients that we've got. For example, we call them the stalker, the unresponsive, the alpha, the know-it-all, and so it goes. And we talk about how it is that we interact with clients even when they don't necessarily want to to do what we require them to do or they wish to uh, us for us to do what they require them to do and not work within our processes and so on. So you'll get to know what David and I think about this. And I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, this discussion, we're calling standing up to clients, but obviously not the big scary ones because both me and Nathan are cowards, really. Yes. Um, That's but an actually, important this is thing Nathan's to say topic. right at the outset, actually. We are both very cowardly. <laughs> <laughs> This is your topic. I think it's a really good one because when you think about it, we're in the service industry. So we are fair game for that kind of subtle form of bullying that you find in 
in the, those kind of industries. Yeah. And it's something, you know, do you know what? I've no experience of that until I started making client websites because all the jobs I had, I, they weren't service. I didn't have to serve anybody. Didn't have really any expectations on me. So yeah, so this is good. And we know it exists, don't we? Because you only need to read through the Facebook groups and things like clients from hell to realize that there is times when you just need to stand up to clients. Yes. The the thing about this, which is interesting, because we, it's very rare in real life, like, you know, your social circles or whatever, wherever it is that you meet people in the real world. It's very rare, I think, to to sort of actually fall out and argue with people. But for some mm. reason, this environment, this whole work environment, particularly websites, does, does seem to just seem to bring out the conflict in people because you're offering something which is quite ephemeral. You're offering something mm. which very often I believe there's a disconnect between what the client thinks is your role and what you think is your role. And mm. so there's a lot of there's a lot of points where it can go wrong, I think. Again, little caveat right at the beginning, we're not we're not sort of trying to say that we've got the right answer but what we are going to do is talk about um situations i suppose personalities different types of people that we that we might have encountered before and and how they've behaved towards us and and so on it goes back a little bit to an episode that we did a while ago where we talked about different personality types and it feels a, a little bit like that so should we dive right in yeah absolutely but you know what i'll just add on to that because what you just said was was great i thought and um do you think there's a little bit of the fact that the guard is up because we do stuff that's we talking gobbledygook so you know clients are already going to be slightly mistrustful of us yeah i mean also just the complete disconnect with what we know and what yeah. what they don't know you know for example if i walk into a mechanics now Clearly, at this point, you've all got to recognise that I know nothing about cars. You may very well know a lot about cars and walk into a mechanic, but the analogy is 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 worth mentioning. And the mechanic begins talking. I have no idea what he's on about, literally none. I understand that there are pedals, but beyond that, and there's a steering wheel, and that's about it. Uh, it's complete nonsense to me. And so, but interestingly, just just my approach is just to nod and go, oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, oh, that sounds bad, you know. And then obviously, you know, you shell out a load of money and reluctantly drive it away thinking, oh, I've no idea if any of that was true. And sometimes, you know, I've been to mechanics before and I've, I've very much left with the impression, I wonder, I just wonder <laughs> yes. what I've paid for there. I just no idea if the, any of that was true or any of that was actually what was wrong. Or did they did they just perform a whole load of work that was utterly without merit? Mm. So I think that's where we're coming from a little bit. You know, we've got this we've got this job. We understand mm. it. We know um, what we're doing, and yet the clients will approach us expecting us to deliver something, expecting us to walk them through it. We may not be prepared to do that. We may have expectations of things that they'll deliver to us, which they never knew they ought to deliver, but also they just don't understand the technology. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is interesting. So the types of clients that we may need to stand up to, the first one is probably the opposite of that. We've named it the stalker. <laughs> so this is the client who suddenly becomes your best friend and likely to pick up the phone even before reading the first line of an email that you sent them. So simplest instructions need to turn into some social occasion. That's the kind of person we're talking about. Right. You, you've or, got or to they, deal with this one first because I've got a different attitude to this one, I think. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, I probably see it in a slightly too high expectation of aftercare as well. I get it. I don't think I've... I don't think I've ever made myself attractive to anybody enough to have them still be. <laughs> I'm just not that friendly or sociable, I guess, um, or successful at delivering client services. Anyway, but no. Uh, so, yeah, what shall I go on with my way of dealing yeah, with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I have had it, really, I've I've learned because I'm pretty quick to respond to anything that comes into me. So I've learned to slow down my response rate because I've learned that people will probably sort out the thing for themselves if you're not available. So I've done that. And my other get out was just my change of business, really move into hourly rates and kind of making everything slightly my services into products. So I've, I've copped out a bit on that one. I so, think I think the slowing it down though in response to that is really intelligent because you don't have to you don't have to snob anybody. You don't have to actually go out of your way to say, look, there's a problem here. Please, will you stop writing so many emails or batch them once a week? You've literally just a slowly <laughs> by a process of attrition made them made them stop. Um and I think that's a very intelligent, non confrontational way of doing it. Have to say the reason my answer is very different to yours is because I don't honestly think I've had too much of this. The only time I've ever really experienced this was at moments of crisis where the maybe there was a miscommunication or there's a deadline coming up or something has actually gone wrong, like the server has died or something like that. And so the emails start to come at an unreasonable rate given a normal day but at probably at a reasonable rate given the the situation that was that was unfolding so yeah. i've not really had to deal with this but i i like your solution of just slowing down the response rate that just seems the absolute foil to it unless of course they live down the road and come knocking on your door <laughs> <laughs> you know what we've we've called this standing up to clients but i reckon all of our answers are going to be the same we don't <laughs> yeah yeah no but that is that is it's in a very passive way that is standing up yeah. to clients you are you are altering the way that the interaction happens but you're doing it in a very what i yeah. think is a, a an intelligent and non-confrontational way yeah that's i think that's good and so the next one is the unresponsive um somebody that just goes silent um but then reappears weeks later ignoring all that's happened before <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh. i think i think this is totally normal I think this is like to be expected. And although we don't like it and we, mm. but then we're being the stalker, aren't we? We want to be able to re re send them an email and get a very swift response at the moment that we send it. Right. I've, uh, I've got my PDF proofs ready for you. Here they are. Come on, come on, come on. We're waiting. Reply, please. So we've become the stalker. I think this is really normal because everybody's got their own life. We, even though we, we are being paid by them to do their website, you know, we're part of a wider agenda. They've got stuff to do, family life to lead, stuff going on in the evenings, work, which is no doubt stressful and full of pressure. And I think, I think we have to allow some of this. Now, obviously, a line at some point has to be drawn. Um, if you're doing a project, you can't have everything being stymied. But I think we have to give them some slack. But but I don't know what that happy medium is. Obviously, in your own business, based upon the cash flow that's going through and the amount of people literally sitting around in your office twiddling thumbs because somebody mm. cannot respond, it's going to be different. But as I said on previous episodes, I've always got something else that I can be getting on with. So for me, rather than twiddle my thumbs, I'll just move on to the next thing, do that, 
until it becomes a bit ridiculous. And I don't know what that is, but I usually put a note in the calendar for a week or two weeks or whatever it will be. And then if that note comes back to me and I haven't managed to get anything back, then I'll I'll become the stalker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've had to learn to deal with this and I'm I'm getting a lot calmer. I, I like your answer. I think that's the perfect answer. We've just got to expect it, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. normal. It's just everybody's life is is busy. Yeah, I guess. But you know what? All my previous work, I'm just used to sending an email out and kind of expecting one to bounce back in a few minutes. Yeah, really. In almost everything I've done, it, it, I suppose it, it comes to the the way that it's all set out right at the beginning of the project, isn't it? You know, if you if if you go in with a very serious approach of look, we're going to send you a whole bunch of emails. This is the timeline. We're going to stick to it. We want you to stick to it. Otherwise, things are going to break. And this, you know, deadlines will. Then maybe you've you've you framed it in such a way that they will. Repeat but I'm you know well, you know me <laughs> yeah. I have started doing something which is probably proactive in this area I've started doing a few client videos that they can have before yep. we start projects yep. um, and one of those is um, trying to focus them on how they can get more value out of us mm. by getting stuff ready and and how they can communicate with us so I'm hoping to sort of shove those ideas up front so they can understand how we were just trying to help them rather yeah. than pressurize them. That's, I think so. I think, yeah, I think another important consideration here also is, is to think about the person involved in this process with you. You know, is the person that you're communicating with, do they actually have autonomy to make those decisions? And, and that's one of the things that I always try to do. I always try to make sure that the one person that I talk to is the person that can answer. But let's say yes. that that didn't work out and that person themselves felt caught in a bit of a sandwich. You, the you the website builder and they're in the middle because there's their boss on the other side that might have implications you know they're unable to say yes and so they feel a bit trapped so they they go around the committee and things don't get answered in a timely way to them so then they can't report back to you and and so it goes and uh, so that's that's just another another thought on that basis really yeah yeah the next one, the alpha. Ooh. So this is just someone who's trying to sort of position themselves above you in the relationship. Maybe they'll do a few jokey put downs or remind you that it's their money, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've written a rude word uh, here. You have. I, I saw your Yeah, notes. I'm not going to repeat that rude word, but basically I've, yeah, this, this kind of person is so the antithesis of me. I, I struggle, you know, but we've all been there. We've we've encountered people who are very much used to getting what they want. They're, they are the alpha, whether that's, you know, in everything that they do or in their business. They, they get what they want. They're the boss. Everybody jumps. They get it yesterday. They expect it yesterday. They expect everybody to figure out what they're going to want before they've done it. And I think this is really difficult. Um, I don't I don't really I don't really mind it too much in the sense that I can usually find my way around it, you know, a bit of comedy or laughing things off or just sort of going, oh, yeah, or whatever. But I am. I don't. I. I th- these are the ones that I, I find the most difficult to work with. There's a. There's a great story that I want to throw in here that's got nothing to do with WordPress, and I'll keep it really short. And it was all about a moment where I believe Steve Jobs was probably this alpha. Now, whether he was a nice person or a nasty person, I don't know. But apparently, upon releasing the iPhone, prior to releasing the iPhone, they needed to source a ton of glass, and they needed to source more glass than had ever been sourced before of this particular kind. And um, turns out it's this stuff called Gorilla Glass. 
And so they got the, the guys over from the Gorilla Glass Company to come to the Apple headquarters where it was at the time. And, and they sat down and, and Steve Jobs started espousing to these guys from the Gorilla Glass Company. I can't remember what they're called, Corning or something like that, um, what they needed. And, and this guy listened. There was Steve, the alpha male, giving it all this. And eventually, apparently, the guy just stood up and said, Steve, just shut up. You can everything you've said is rubbish. You're just used to being you, you you're used to hearing your own voice. You're used to telling people that this is what you what's gonna happen. And that then apparently just turned it all around and said, Look, this is what's possible, this is what's gonna happen, this is what can be delivered, we're the best at it. There you go, take it or leave it. And apparently he did. Wow. Interesting. And that- yeah, it's really interesting because you know what? Dealing with the kind of alpha male, I can't say I've had it in this industry, but I know other people have. But I've certainly I've come across it in my other work, and I've got the opposite approach. So basically, what worked there was that making the assumption that the alpha was just very confident and used mm. to get in their own way because people just naturally um, saw them as a leader. Mm. So I've I felt I, it, the opposite. The I've looked, seen a lot of the alphas as the probably insecure type. So my approach, yeah. yeah, is the opposite, which is to remove myself as a threat. That, and that, again, it's using your trick really as comedy. I remember somebody who um, I moved a group, so I was the manager, and I inherited this staff. And one person in there, I, I could just tell it just didn't like that they didn't like this new boss coming in and they were just really trying to alpha it over me particularly on what they'd achieved and how much they earned and all of that and it went swimmingly well because i just kind of removed myself and choked and just really boosted up them and took away me being a threat to them because mm. my, my role wasn't to get one over them and boss them my role was just to support them so yeah and uh yeah so the alpha male was dealt with so it's interesting we've got two alpha males haven't we yeah i'm saying male with a female as well well yeah we only wrote the alpha didn't we oh, interestingly there's yeah. like there's quite a lot of marketing uh, done around this idea of framing where you know you walk into a room and you yeah. sort of like you take the frame, as it were. I can't remember the exact terminology. In other words, you go into the room and you make it very clear that you are this you are this character. You are the alpha, and everybody is to regard you as the center of things. And um, I've always I've always found I've always been a bit skeptical of that in my life. Let's make that very clear. Um, I am not entering these major boardrooms, and I'm sure that where the stakes are, <laughs> that there's a ton of alphas in the same room. Maybe that's well, I'm sure that strategy uh, pays enormous dividends, but it's it's never worked for me and and I've always taken the same approach as you which is that the person trying to do that um I just find it a little bit awkward frankly yeah yeah have you ever felt bullied before um only I think only in one passing sentence you know and then it's over you know they've said something a bit condescending or but you're you're supposed to do this kind of thing and and then like i say humor or something wins the way or you know mm. you take it on the chin and say yeah probably should have done that okay sorry i'll get on with it whatever it might be no it i've never had a consistent pattern of that um no not really no, I can't say. And I think we deal with things in the same way. I mm. think that's it, isn't it? Well, I think you know, age and confidence really after a certain point, you yeah. just 
<laughs> you kind of throw these things off very easily, I think. But it, but it would be horrible if your business was was inundated with these kind of people who were constantly sort of pushing you around and getting you to do things that you weren't willing to do, and and the uh, the financial drawstring that they had on you was so tightly wound around your business that you yeah. you had to listen to what they said and you were always drawn into it and had to just become subservient that that would be very unpleasant i think yeah do you know what i think that's probably why i can get out of that because they won't have that financial hold over me because mm. really any jobs i do are kind of small enough for me to say okay i'll i'll just lose that yeah. goodbye yeah and yeah. and that means you're you're empowered aren't you through that well and i also think that personality type probably knows that they've got you you know we've signed the contract this is worth let's say that you're a big agency this this project is worth i don't know eighty thousand dollars or something like that then You've got, I suppose, expect a certain amount of that because <laughs> they've got you by the short and curlies, as they say in the UK. Yeah. Uh, should we do the next one? Yeah. yeah. The know-it-all, oh. which uh, I've included the one who has a nephew who does IT. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got, yeah. He, and therefore, he knows about printers. He knows about the internal workings of computers. He can operate neural networks. He knows how to fix a Mac. He knows about Elementor and page builders and WordPress. Yeah. We've, um, we've all been there. And to, to be honest with you, I think there were there was a time in my younger life, much younger, when I probably exhibited certain characteristics of this, not because I I wanted to be a know-it-all, because I was ashamed not to know it all, if you know what yes. I mean. You know, I'd go to like website meetings and they would ask me if I knew how to do this and a certain level of, oh, I'm the expert in the room at this. Yeah, I'm pitching a website, aren't I? Goodness me, I, I should that's a reasonable question. I should know how to do that. And rather than saying, I, I will go away and find out because regrettably I've not done that before. I'm not sure how to do that. Kind of uh, looking back on it with a bit of embarrassment and I'm going red as I say this. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd often say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness, yeah, I can, I'm sure I can do that. That's absolutely fine, which is, uh, eek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, I can recognize that as well in myself. I was thinking more though with this one, with the the, the kind of person who, you know, they've learned a little bit. So they start to talk to oh. you about your job and suggest what you might be able to do. But, you know, it's kind of completely off, really. They've misinterpreted it, leaving you in the <laughs> embarrassing situation of either having to correct what they're saying yep. or kind of yeah, lead it yeah. into something that makes sense. I, I've definitely of, come across people like this, you know, and it, it's... It, sat through some meetings before it's pretty clear that it's just in every sphere it's got nothing to do with technology you know they it's a bit like the alpha really you know they're lording it over their their yeah. business and and everything that they say has to be the rule and that they're obviously very wise and and you can sort of pick up the vibe that everybody realizes that this is the way it is but my rule of thumb here is is in order to maintain a steady ship is to uh, is to never embarrass them just be very mindful of how you speak to them because these people i think are uh, very easily offended and you know you can turn something very quickly around by questioning them in other words if you go for the well that's not right that's a load of yes. rubbish that's not how you do it 
then you've kind of put them in a position of looking yeah. like a fool, which is the single thing that's probably what they don't want. They want to look authoritative all the time. Yeah. So just be mindful of how I speak to them. Again, humor, self-deprecation, being mindful of what the words that I choose and when to shut up and let them speak and nod knowingly and sometimes even exchange, um, you know, the occasional glance with people on the opposite side of the table as we knowingly wink at each other, knowing that we're both <laughs> thinking this exact same thing, but best to keep it quiet. Yeah. I, do you know what? I think you do a little bit of what I would do to sort of correct it. Sometimes, you know, if I, if I see it's a bit of insecurity and they need to just sort of project that they know something, um, it's you, I notice you do it. You even do it with me, which is you'll, you'll <laughs> kind of maybe correct what's being said and you'll attribute the uh, the good stuff to them <laughs> so you make them feel good about <laughs> so you kind of turn it around to what it really is your idea but uh, you know put it in a nice way that uh, gives them uh, attribution for well, it you know so i tend to do that a bit yeah do, do you know what's really interesting about this is as well I, and, and i'm not talking clearly i'm not talking about you and i am i promise you i'm not trying to i'm i am not thinking about anybody apart from a particular client they they also take that the wrong way you know if you if you sort of self-deprecatingly say something along the lines of oh yeah i should have i should have really realized that you know they'll literally pounce on that something yes you should have (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) it was a foil i was trying trying to save you from embarrassment oh oh bless (laughs) (laughs) sorry i've interrupted I do. I definitely. I think I've seen a sign of that quite recently. I, I guess everybody's had something like that, where the client goes ahead, or a friend of the client goes ahead and maybe checks a Google score or something and tells you how you could perhaps improve <laughs> the speed of your site or something. You know, not really understanding that it's not measuring speed or something like that. Yeah, misunderstandings in technology are so easy to do, aren't they? You know, it's a bit like me walking into a mechanics and having a very brief and vague understanding of how a car would work. I could make some judgments based upon what I see, but very likely it's wrong. But it's easy to do, you know, especially with things like uh, Google Analytics or SEO and things. And um, yeah, yeah, intriguing stuff. So that's the um, that's the know it all. Oh, let's hope we don't need too many of those in the near future. <laughs> the underminer or distractor. So, um, someone who's kind of looking at the wrong stuff or picking out issues that kind of sidetrack conversations. Mm, yeah, I, Do I, I don't I like this. That. Pure and simple, I don't like this. I <laughs> think there there are people who do that, and I, I, I don't understand this. You know, we're trying to get to the trying to get to the same goal, aren't we? We're trying to build you a website, but there are people who, for goodness knows what reason just want to find fault in everything you know that's not right that's not right and yeah. uh, you know on it goes and you send back revisions and that's not right that's not right and uh, i don't know it's like the what when we were writing the show notes for this i kind of feel like it's like death by a thousand paper cuts if you know what i mean <laughs> yes um, and and it can it can be very dispiriting and demoralizing and a bit soul destroying and this kind of thing happens and again what what can you do if that's their personality you can pick up on it so fast and you i guess you've just got to yeah. kind of fudge your way through it and hope that you can win them round altering the process so that you send things off all in one big lump so that there's not so much of an opportunity don't get caught in the trap of sending things one at a time so that they can then criticize them one at a time that's always helpful 
Yeah, exactly. And there's the, sometimes, you know, with more with the distractor side of that, there's the, that they're usually on the wrong point or you, you don't know the priorities of what's the big deal for them. You know, mm. it's just lots of stuff. I, I, do you know what? I, I'll confess here. I think that there's a lot of me in, in this. I, I used to do this, I think, when I was a kind of younger manager in my organization with that big meetings and something was going to be put forward and we needed to give our views i think i would always find tons and tons of issues with everything so i ah. i suspect i am one of these kind of people and i think it came out of slightly uh, uh just showing off that i knew stuff yeah. <laughs> you know yeah you're the know-it-all as well <gasps> yeah i got a bit of that in yeah. me I, I and um but not not prior i guess often some though sometimes i wanted to get right back to the beginning of something and i didn't really express that so sometimes i'd yeah. be picking lots of faults but ultimately what i was trying to say is that you're not just thinking this whole th thing through in the wrong direction and that's what i'd not say so i'd end up picking out lots of little issues yeah so yeah uh, you yeah. know i'm interested when i see somebody else doing that i've stopped doing that of course now i've grown up a bit but yeah no you haven't <laughs> <laughs> you're still doing um he said undermining david the the thing about this one i think it's a bit of a process thing i do think that if you get the process right like i said earlier you know you time things so that you send them off in ways which af af afford you the best chance of combating their undermining undermineriness if that's a word which clearly it isn't um then that's probably a good way of doing it you know batch things together put them all in one go do it on a friday so they've got time over the weekend to look at it and get all their bits or you know whatever works in your business i think a process thing can kind of often get get rid of the underminer and um and that's all i've got on underminers yeah i think so maybe there's another thing as well in there but we're generally dealing with one person so maybe this doesn't count but some people when it comes to kind of meetings and and underminers because they kind of want to stretch these things out they enjoy doing this they like looking for the problems yeah. and getting more involved in the in the project. So yeah. maybe some of the underminers, that's that's me. That's who I was. I was one of those. Okay, so here's another right. here's another spin on the underminer thing. Maybe they're right. Maybe maybe yeah. it is that they've undermined you legitimately and you know they've they've thought really yeah. long and hard about this and the stuff that you're you're sending out is actually not what they're expecting, not what they're wanting. Subpar. So I suppose Rather than always going from the point of view that we're right and you're wrong, Mister Client, maybe maybe we need to listen to the underminer a bit and go away yeah. ourselves and actually think. Hmm. Okay, I've been undermined a lot there. Maybe I need to be a a bit more thoughtful about what I've actually put out and go back and look at it with a with a fresh pair of eyes. Maybe I'm not saying I'm not saying it's always the case, but maybe once in a while the client is right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we have to own it anyway, don't yeah, we? We have to take it on board, whatever they say. So yep, that's, yep, yep. that's uh, uh, the shirker. Oof. Someone who always passes the book to someone else. Um, you know, there's always some excuse. Somebody hasn't replied to them, so they can't do their thing next. Okay, I'm, I, I, have, I have this one, I think, mostly nailed for myself, which because I'm working by myself, I can do this. If you're in an agency and whatnot, I know it's not the solution for you, but my solution is four words only. No, I can't count, David. It's five words. Oh, I feel bad. Uh, only speak to one person. That's my solution to that. If you just talk to the one person, even if they're a shirker, at least they're passing the buck on their side of things. And I don't have to deal with that mess. They can be shirking as much as they want. So long as I get what I want from them, I'm okay. 
Yeah, then <laughs> sadly WP builds listeners have got nothing more because mine's exactly the same answer, isn't yeah, it? We yeah. just both deal with one person. So I don't know how anybody deals with this when they've got that situation. Well, in large and I bet it's quite common, you know, people who literally just can't be bothered to get on with the stuff that they said they would do. Yeah. Um, but again, comes back to what I said earlier, I've always got other things that I can be getting on with and timelines and milestones and, you know, late payment fees and all that probably come in at some point as well, just to just to bolster it a little bit. Then, oh, this next one now. <laughs> this, this, this can hurt. This can actually ruin your business. The non-payer, those who are either, you know, um, forgetful or absent-minded who don't do it on purpose, uh, or those who are conveniently busy, perhaps literally doing it deliberately. Um, I've definitely had clients who just were habitual in not paying until I sent like the second warning, the third warning. It, you know, to the point where I knew that that was the protocol. I'll send it. Okay, I know they're not going to do anything, and I'll send it again. I know that I'll send it again. Well, there's a fighting chance this time because this one says your website services are in jeopardy of being switched off. So, okay, they'll probably pay this one, and in it comes. You know, it's just yeah. just so people do this stuff deliberately. What's your take for non-payment? Yeah, I've got I've opted out mostly because I'm taking all the money up front with the bill day, so I got out of that one, but. You know, I still let it slip with existing clients. You know, if they if they want a job doing, then I'll start doing it and then say, please, you know, order <laughs> bucket or pay this. And I'm waiting again. Mm. Well, when yeah. I said earlier that I've got this one client, it's by no means the norm for me. This is again, it's like a process thing. Take a deposit, set the milestones, uh, enforce those in time if you need to. Um, otherwise, you know, uh, be flexible in the way that I've described. I've not really had this too much, but I, I do not like it when it happens. I have a mate. I'm not going to tell you what he does or anything like that, but I've got a mate who, who whose business literally survives sometimes by the skin of its teeth. It's got nothing to do with the web, by the way, by the skin of its teeth because of late payment from other people. You know, he has sizable amounts of money that he uh, invoices out. Um, but the structure of his business is that he has to bear that cost up front. That's just the nature of what it is. And so if he does this two or three times, he can be in debt for massive amounts of money. And if people don't pay up, it's curtains for him. And it's been very close on a couple of occasions. And I've, I've felt his pain because of people, I think, deliberately in his case just not not paying him um which is which is horrible i i hope that anybody listening to this doesn't have too much of this because it of all the ones that we've talked about this i think can cause mm-hmm. the most anxiety in the real world and it, it it's horrible yeah oh god absolutely my brother nearly lost his business through this you know for not mm. paying because they're big contracts and money yeah. so I, i'm we're fortunate aren't we yeah. i mean in fact to the point where i you know not even made it an issue i've got used to the fact that some people won't pay me and it, as if, it, if it's a small job which it generally is then i just wait until they approach me next time and go yeah that's fine but you just do need to pay the last one yeah <laughs> also the, a way to sort of offload this from yourself in a way is if, if if you can if your bank balance is is capable of weathering this is to automate all this process you know to these things like fresh books which will literally send out the reminders on autopilot so that you don't have to think about this and although that's clearly not a solution for actually getting the money it is a solution for the anxiety of looking at this stuff all the time and think about it so long as you can be in a position where you are you're in the black whilst you ride out that nonsense yeah 
So basically, get robots to stand up for us. That's right, yeah. Robots <laughs> with laser beams in their eyeballs. That's what we need. There you go. I've designed Boston Dynamics' latest toy. Right, the next one, the visionary. <laughs> yeah, the oh, my goodness me, the visionary. Oh, um, this is our last one, which is perfect. It's about the right time. So these are the people who want to build a social media platform to change history, and they want it done today. Um, next week, they may be threatening to jump off the highest public building that they can find. Yeah, tell us about visionaries. You've, you've summed this up beautifully, David, in a single word. Oh, gosh, yes. Well... Yeah, do meet them, don't we? And we still hear from other people. Actually, I haven't had one of these for a long time. I feel a bit disappointed, really. I, uh, but certainly in the earlier days, everybody was going to build uh, the next Facebook. And they want, And I got an opportunity to be involved. Really? <laughs> oh, I <Yeah>. see. <laughs> Go on, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> there was always an opportunity when there were these big things here. But yeah, yeah. there's there's only one. The only way I can stand up is to it's to not stand up, but just to run the opposite direction. Yeah, the word That's... is run. Um, yeah, and it's always. I I think people have wised up on the internet because I used to get. I mean, I was never inundated by these, but I definitely got a handful of these ridiculous notions over time and very often it was couched in terms and we'll we'll all have read these before you know in terms of the um the the great favor that was being done to me by being selected as the person that they they were gonna build this platform with you know because it was clear that it was going to be a great success and it was only a matter of building it and they will come and <laughs> the, the one thing that comes into my mind is i had this guy this is such a oh it pains me so this is going back about 10 years ago I had a guy phone up and he was a musician and he wanted his website. So this is 10 years ago, bear in mind. There's no HTML5. It was like, you know, I think we were still using tables a little bit. Maybe not. But anyway, he wanted he wanted to give me a load of songs and then he wanted the website to look like, kind of like a bit like a castle, right? Oh, this is such a good story. <laughs> it looked a bit like a castle and you would, the homepage would be this castle and you would enter the castle and and you would, in, it would be animated. It would be literally like playing a, like Minecraft or something. You'd go down the corridor. I don't even know how you would have done this. Um, and then to left and right would be further doors. And as you opened up the doors, you would hear his songs. <laughs> so um so i you know very very earnest bloke he'd obviously you know he really thought that this was possible and um and then we got to the the whole you know the the budget and whatnot and i can't even remember but it was something ridiculous like 800 pounds and so i at that point just sort of said look you know i'm i i can't do this for you but maybe if you can find another three or four hundred thousand um you know, somebody will um, somebody will be able to build this for you, and, and as you can imagine, that was the uh, that was the last time I ever heard from him. <laughs> Do you know there was someone in the group reporting a very similar uh, situation, and they were very they wanted to be kind back to them as well. They had a great, wonderful idea, and. Do you, do you generally follow these things through? You know, no. do you kind of give them some? No. Oh, I see. No, oh, in, yes. in the sense of giving them some real good feedback about how they might. Uh, perhaps you don't need to. That's all you need to give them is is the the, the true cost, and that's the yeah. End of it, I no, guess. I, I would always. I'm so not inundated with you know thousands of these things, so it's not difficult for me to write. I'll always write a 
a nice polite reply you know i'll say something like look sadly this is this is really far beyond the scope of you know i'm imagining that somebody came to me to ask me to do this today i still couldn't do it um i would just say something like that i'm so so sorry to say that i can't help you with this it's absolutely beyond what what your budget can cope with or what my level of expertise is but you know best of luck but i'm not going to yeah. i'm not going to recommend them to anybody because it's it's folly isn't it they just need to be told i think this is not going to happen <clears throat> Yeah, well, I think it's probably my way probably of getting out of those kind of things. And my run would be, you know, this is way too big for somebody like me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, going to get me out of anything like that. Yeah. yeah. But this this could be a minor thing. It doesn't have to be something quite so ludicrous as I've just talked about. Yes. You know, it could be something where the vision is just beyond your reach. And some people are, you know, they're minded to take this stuff on and go for it. Other people are minded to look, that's beyond what I think I can learn in the time that's available to me or the budget that you've offered. And so I'm going to pass this up. You've got to just decide, haven't you, for yourself what suits your own business yeah. and, and what have you. So there we are. We've done it. We've cracked through yet another hey. sort of psychological breakdown of clients. <laughs> Ah, I feel oh, like I go, need to go and lie down and uh, talk to somebody on a, on a, co- on a couch. <laughs> yes, I certainly do. Yeah, right. Shall we? Um, shall we knock it on the head? Indeed. Okay. Thanks, I'll David. Say goodbye. That was a, a lovely conversation. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that podcast. It's always fascinating chatting to David Wormsley. We've got some very interesting ideas coming out of this week's episode, most notably how to categorize clients. Fabulous. Really enjoyed that. And I I genuinely do hope that some of that rung a bell and it made you think, okay, it's not just me who doesn't always get on with clients. It's not just me who struggles from time to time. It is It is most of us and it's probably because all of our clients are different and we engage better with some than we do with others. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training and counselling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Okay, I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. It's always very nice when you leave some comments. Join our Facebook group over at wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook to continue the conversation. We'll be right back here next Thursday with a new podcast episode. Or we've got two things which come out every Monday. If you want to subscribe, you can listen to our news article. It's about 15 to 20 minutes where I sum up the WordPress weekly news in audio form. And also at 2pm on the same Monday that that comes out, I do a Facebook Live with some some special guests in the WP Builds Facebook group. And you can join us and, you know, get involved with the chat and, and chat with us about the WordPress Weekly News. Okay, until then, I will say bye bye for now. And here comes some cheesy music. (laughs) 